is a good God. He's, an ever, he's our everlasting Father and He is our Prince of Peace. I worship Him today, not because of what He's done, but simply because of who He is. Amen. He is our God. He is our God. Join with me now for the doxology.
going to do what he needs to do for us. Amen? Let us pray. Father God, right now, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. Father God, we give you thanks. Before we ask you for anything, we just want to let you know how wonderful you are. How great you are. How, how magnificent you are. Father God, we owe you all the praise. Even if anything we have asked you from before, before this, you have not come through or did it yet. We still owe you all the praise, honor, and glory. Father God, we don't thank you to come before you because you've done something for us. But Father God, just because you're just worthy all by yourself. Father God, we had 10,000 tongues, we couldn't thank you enough. Father God, you woke us up this morning, started us on our way. We don't know why you did it, Father God. Not that we're worried, but you did it anyhow. We just want to say thank you for that. So before we ask you for anything, oh God, we ask that you create us a clean heart and renewing us the right spirit. And then when you're done, that Heavenly Father, we ask you for a fresh anointing. One for the suffering soul of our feet, the crowns of our head. Father God, we need you. We can't do anything without you. Our very being is within you. Father God, without you, nothing is possible. But in you and through you, all things are possible. You are the author and the finisher of our faith. Father God, our life ends and begins with you. Father God, you, so you are in control and you sit on the circumference of the earth. Father God, you want to throw in you, you orchestrate the affairs in our lives. Father God, we thank you for that. We thank you for Father God being the God of Israel that didn't neither sleep nor slumber. You're always watching over us. Even when we don't think about you, you're thinking that you have your eye and your mind on us. And we thank you for that. So you ask the Father God that we have fallen short on and we have fallen short in so many instances. Father, all of us have sinned and come short of your glory. So Father God, we ask you to have mercy upon us. Have mercy, Father God, right now upon us. Look beyond our faults and meet us at our need right now. Father God, somebody needs for one thing and somebody needs it for another. We are your children, oh Father God. You created us. You know us individually. You know what hears are on our head. Father God, you know our mindset. You know every button that is in us. You know our, our emotional state. Father God, we just ask that you just make us in, in the midst of all of that. You just make us to be what you want us to be. Whenever it takes, oh Father God, to get us where you want us to be, we ask that we submit our lives to you and allow you to do it right now. Father God, right now we ask you just to be a battle act for us in the time of battle. Because our enemy, the roaring lion, called Satan, seeking whom he may devour these last evil days. But Father God, we don't want to fall prey to him. We ask, oh God, that you put a hedge of protection around your people where we're weak. Fill your people up where they're torn down and strengthen them where they're weak, where they're, where they're, where they're, they're weakened. Father God, right now we just want to do your will. Father God, we want to be uh, walk according to the dictates of your word. Right now, in the name of Jesus, we know that there's power in agreement. That's why we take this time in this service and come together as one call upon your ever holy and magnificent name. Father, knowing that you can do all things and change the course of affairs in our life. So, Father God, we ask you to do this. Watch over our families, oh Father God. Watch over our brothers and sisters that stand next to us, oh Father God. We don't know what they need, but Father God, we know that you're working all out to their good. Father God, right now, bless, bless your church, Father God, in Fort Myers, Naples, in the Southwest area, Father God. We ask that you come see about them. Father God, we know that this earth is growing and this earth is trying to get back to creation, Father God. 
we know, Father God, you control all things. Work all things together for good, Father God. Bobby in the midst of tragedy and stress. And you have the attention, Father God. Those who don't know you, who know you, make them to know just who you are, oh God. Father God, you just do this for us and comfort them, Father God, provide for them. We know that summer will turn their life to you. We ask them, Father God, to just make a way out of no way. Father God, someone in our midst is suffering from an ailment, their body is frail. And Father God, we know that all sickness are not unto them. So right now in the Bible, you said that by your stripes we are healed. So right now in the name of Jesus, Father God, correct cancer right now. Father God, control sugar diabetes right now. Father God, lower blood pressures right now. If their body is aching, Father God, not be the anesthesia that they need right now in the name of Jesus. Father God, right now, you say that you do all things and you do all things well. So, Father God, right now, bless the heads of households that are under the sound of my voice. Right now, in the name of Jesus, where they lay their foot, put their hands to the ground, to the finger, let you lay that ground as their ground right now. Father God, we are your people and we are not ignorant to the devices of the devil. And Father God, we know that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and spiritual wickedness in high places. So you ask that right now that you allow the blood of your son Jesus to come against every foul and malignant spirit right now that is risen up against your people right now. Send them back to the pits of hell right now, Father God, and calm the storms in the life of your people. Father, we ask right now that while we are waiting on you to work it out for our good, we ask of God that you would just, just so Father God, give the spirit of thankfulness in the midst of our struggles. In the midst of our struggles, give us a spirit of thankfulness, knowing that you are working on things together for our good. Father God, bless the Jerusalem as a whole. Bless them as a body right now. Father, you do these few simple things for us. We be careful to give all the honor and praise and the glory. And all who love the Lord say amen.
And we're asking that you make all your checks payable to our pastor, Reverend Warren J. Clark, or you may cash him at him at dollar sign preacher five zero one. We're looking forward to everybody being a part of this great celebration. You know that our colors are olive green or your shade of green with light. So however you choose to wear it, just come on, put it on, and be a part of this celebration. Now, if you don't have the colors, we want you here. Regardless, pay attention to no colors. We want your presence here with us next Sunday at 3 o'clock. We're asking all of our members to be here no later than 2.45 to greet our guests as they arrive. October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month, and we're asking everyone to wear your pink breast cancer awareness ribbons this entire month as our show supports those affected by breast cancer and other cancers as well. The ushers have our ribbons, so if you forget one next Sunday, we have extras for you, but we want everyone to wear our uh, breast cancer awareness ribbons all month. Now on the third Sunday, the third Sunday, October 16th, is our pink Sunday. So we're asking everyone to wear something pink in your attire with your pink ribbons as well. That is Pink Sunday, October 16th. Then on Sunday, October the 23rd is Clergy Appreciation Month. And we will be appreciating and recognizing all of our ministerial staff. So you want to be here for that on October the 23rd during our worship service. We will observe Sunday, October the 30th as FMU Orange and Blue Day in support of Florida Memorial University's annual donation day doing our Black History Focus. We are asking every adult, every adult, to donate at least $20 toward this most worthy cause. Our donations will help Florida Memorial keep its doors open. As you know, they are a, hysteric, a historically black university, and we want to support our own to God be the glory. Now, we know that October is filled on our calendar with so much to do, but we want to keep you abreast that you will support all we're doing this entire month. On the fifth Sunday of the month, we will be celebrating all birthdays, all born in October, and we do know James is born in October. <laughs> he has told me that several times. Amen. So is Sister Anita. She didn't tell me about it, but I know she's in October as well. And to all of our October um, birthday celebrants, we uh, will celebrate your birthday on the fifth Sunday of this month. We thank you for listening, and I'd like to leave the scripture with you of today. It's our scripture for today. 1 Corinthians 10, 13 from the NIV uh, translation. No temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can endure it. To God be the glory, and we turn the remainder of the service into the hands of our pastor. God be the glory for all the good things he has done in our lives and is still doing. It hasn't done yet. Amen? Because God is good all the time. 
and all the time we know that God is good. Just come yourselves according to the announcement. <laughs> Excuse me, I'm ready to hearing. You know, we do have a, a, a calendar that's packed. We're going to keep you abreast of what's going on. I remind you that the Fort Lamar University, that's important, that's a historic, uh, historical black college, right? And we want to make sure we do our part, part in supporting them. Uh, follow this, uh, you have the programs in your hand, make sure you follow the, the calendar closely. Okay, we got breast cancer, we have uh, the cancer month, uh, day, which is October 16th, which is so uh, significant. We have so many in our congregation that have been affected, either themselves or the family members. We got some living testimonies for standing and sitting right amongst us, and we know that God is still able. Amen? Cannot take it for granted in this congregation after seeing how God has what He has done in the lives of the people in this congregation. Amen. 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 And I still see still a miracle working by even for the ones He has taken home because guess what? Our last breath here was our first breath with Him. But even while they were here, they were miracles of how they testified, how they lived their lives while they was going through what they were going through. Amen? Amen. So that's what it does. Remember to, to do that. Okay. Uh, yes, we got Bible study and prayer meeting on Tuesday. Remember that. Uh, Sister Morrison has covered it very well. I don't think I need to rehash that out. Uh, anyone in this uh, sanctuary visiting with us for the first time today, if you visit with us for the first time, it's going to stand on us so we can give you a personal welcome. Or if you visit with us again, stand up and make you another personal welcome. Amen. Amen. If you don't mind, we just ask you your name because we know how it is in New Jerusalem. Today. It's not your first time. We want to talk to you like we know you all a long time when we come down there out of church. So give us your name. And uh, My name is Sanja Nichols. I'm a member of Friendship in Hollywood. I'm on Pastor Burton. Okay, so good to see you. Good to see you. Stand up so I can get you on the globe here. I'm not trying to make you sit up. Amen. You know, we're glad that you came to visit us because you know you could have been to your church and you could have been to a whole bunch of other churches. But you thought it's not too robbery to come and come in this good ground. You're some good ground today. Amen. You are some good ground and your prayers get answered up in here, up in here. That's what these young people say. And things happen. Okay, so we always come in anticipation and expectation that God's going to come through. So we tell you that. So we know we all got needs. So whatever your needs may be, we'll ask you to press that prayer on through while we go into the service day. And just let us know that God came through for you. So we give us a, a praise, a shout out, let us know, okay? We hope whatever God is, you need God to do for you, that he comes through in your life. And that's very important to us. Amen? I hope you feel all the love that's here for you today. Amen? Let me take your seats in the prayer. Five, six, and shunning those who are not with us. Remember, our mother of the church, his mom was not with us, but Sister um, Sister Sylvia Oliver, amen. Uh, sister, let's not forget Sister Bernie's Bernie Holmes. We need to pray for her, okay? Um, her, her, her mother also, we need to pray for her mother. Uh, she's here. She's here. Yeah, I see her there. I'm making sure you, I'm trying to keep her coming. I'm trying to say, pray for her, amen. Pray for the firm, Lord, pray for our elderly. Amen. Amen, y'all. Amen. I thank God. I thank this praise for Brother Lambert. That's just Brother Lambert. He's coming on. Uh, 
from what I hear, I am keeping up, trying to keep it with him and her. And from when he's talking, he's doing, he's coming around just fine. Amen. And when your mouth come back, and you, you still got that mouth, you know, I figure you're coming back all right. There is a yeah, yeah, yeah. Amen. And I thank God for each and every one of you. The pastor appreciates you. Even the ones I text at 4 o'clock in the morning because I'm up by myself and I know you up in trouble. You'll hear this in the pastor. And you show and show I answer, don't you, Sister Tom? Sister Fairly, don't you? I couldn't have no better girlfriends, y'all. They always ask me. I never left alone if I need somebody to talk to. You better believe that. Sister Amy, you know that, right? Your friend will tell him I can, I can borrow some time. Don't worry about that. He's all right. <laughs> Amen. I love all y'all dearly. Love you, Dr. Jenkins. Remember, Lyle's good to see you. Quiet, you're doing fine. And it's love, Pastor. We're going to pass love everybody. Amen? Amen. 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 It's offering time. Praise the Lord. The Bible says, bring your tithes in the house of the beast. Uh, uh, meet in my house. Say, prove that child of God. Sit down, open up the windows of heaven, and pour you out a blessing that you cannot receive. Amen? Giving us a part of worship, God's instructors to bring back the tithe into the house. And he said he will bless us. He said he will open up the windows of heaven and pour us our blessings that we cannot receive. Amen? Amen. I just have to pay my tithes. I don't feel right. I can't even act right unless I pay them tithes. And I don't pay them because I have them. I pay them when I don't have them. Because I know God will do the rest. Okay? We're going to call those things as not as if they are. And we're going to walk by faith and not by sight. Amen? God will take care of you. I'm a little witness. He will take care of you. Let us bless, bless this offering in advance. Come on, Deacon. Wait, honey. I appreciate our deacons. We stay warm. They love these souls. God, ministers of mercy. Thank you, deacons. Okay. When I talk about them, I'm talking about you, too, Deacon Furl. I'm just sitting on me. I'm not talking about you. Yeah! Okay. <laughs> I'm trying to leave you out, so I'll let you know. Okay, baby. Let's, let's pray. Well, Heavenly Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. We thank you for this opportunity to give back to that which you have given to us. Father, let you be better to us than we've been to ourselves. So we just want to say thank you for that. That's why we're going to walk by faith and not by sight. We're not all in the position we feel in our minds that we should be. But Father God, we know that you know all, you see all, and you're still in control. So bless your people that are going in and are coming out. Father God, come against the spirit of failure and poverty in the lives of your people right now. Open doors that have been closed. Make a way out of nowhere for them. Be Jehovah Jireh in their life right now. Father God, head of households down here. Father God, let them, wherever they place their feet, let them place their ground. Father God, right now, let the spirit of prosperity and success breathe the lives of your people. Not only for themselves, we pray this prayer, Father, we pray this prayer so we can be a blessing to your house and to your people. If you do these few simple things for us, oh, Heavenly Father, we be careful to give you all the honor, the praise, and the glory. And all who love the Lord, say amen, amen, amen and amen. Okay, stand up in Jerusalem, from the, come from the back, and bring your ties, quiet, give us some music.
Our Father who art in heaven, <clears throat> we acknowledge you as the one and only God, sovereign, truthful, real, and faithful. We ask now, O oh God, that you would forgive us. We don't want to state that if you find in sin around us to remove it, we know that we are prone to sin. But we are thankful that you made a great sacrifice at Calvary that we might receive reconciliation by faith. Oh, thank you for another opportunity to be in the house of prayer. We ask that you would give us a spirit of service. And oh Lord, where we're weak, help us to be real and acknowledge that. Help us be servants that uh, encourage one another. Help us right now, oh God, to uh, humble ourselves in the power of the Holy Spirit. You are, and we acknowledge that you are our chief shepherd. But oh God, we thank you for our under-shepherds that you've given us. We thank you that we acknowledge that our walk is from faith to faith. That even the initial faith that we might be able to receive that it came from you. We ask that you would sanctify us, purge us of all of our uncleanness. We ask, oh God, that you would uh, be anxious and zealous now for the word that's going to come from on high that you've given your shepherd. Help all of us to be studious and grasp the significance of your divine word. That when we hear your word, that you would allow your Holy Spirit to make it real and alive in our hearts and in our minds. Keep our shepherd, anoint him afresh, anoint our hearts and minds and where our hearts might be callous, we ask that you would purge us purge us of all of uncleanness, to put off malice, hatefulness, jealousy. Put on love. Keep us and guide us and help us recognize that we are the church and that you are the head of the church and you said in your word that the gates of hell shall not prevail against your church. Keep us as preachers and our pastor in particular firmly aware that we are to proclaim your word. Proclaim your word and then walk in accordance with what we proclaim. Keep us. Grant us more wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. This we pray in our son Jesus' name. Amen.
verse 15 and when one of them that sat at meat with him heard these things he said unto him blessed is he that shall eat bread in the kingdom of God then said he unto him a certain man made a great supper and bade many 
and sent his servant at supper time to say to them that were bidden, Come, for all things are now ready. And they all with one consent began to make excuse. The first said unto him, I have bought a piece of ground, and I must needs go and see it. I pray thee, have me excused. And another said, I have bought five yoke of oxen, and I go to prove them. I pray thee, have me excused. And another said, I have married a wife, and therefore I cannot come. So that servant came and showed his Lord these things. Then the master of the house, being angry, said to his servant, Go out quickly into the streets and lanes of the city, and bring in hither the poor, and the maimed, and the halt, and the blind. And the servant said, Lord, it is done as thou hast commanded, and yet there is room. And the Lord said unto the servant, Go out into the highways and hedges, and compel them to come in, that my house may be filled. For I say unto you, that none of those men which were bidden, when we say bidden, the ones that were invited, none of them who refused shall taste of my supper. And we know that God's word is already blessed. I'd like to use this subject. I should take your seat in the presence of the Lord here. The wrong food, the wrong food will kill your spirit. The wrong food will kill your spirit. Yeah, you got it right. <clears throat> Food and eating and sitting at table in Scripture, both Old and New Testament, has an eschatological meaning to it. For much about Scripture is about sitting at table, sitting at fellowship. Enjoying a feast. Most of the psalms are written to be sung in their feasts. The feasts of booths. The feasts of unleavened bread. The feasts of Passover. The feasts of trumpets. The feasts of weeks. The feasts of tabernacles. We find them eating and in fellowship. Jesus came eating, drinking, sitting at table and holding fellowship with people. For food and substance, sustenance, eating and drinking is often and has an eschatological significance. We Christians who are members of New Jerusalem Missionary Baptist Church come here on the first Sunday of every month to eat and drink a fellowship meal. Celebrated by Jesus himself. Mm -hmm. 
a reenactment of the Passover meal. And Jesus said to them, I will not eat or drink until I take it new with you in my Father's kingdom. Yeah. Eating and drinking has an eschatological significance. Yeah. It has been prepared for the believers a feast. The book of Revelation chapter 19 calls it the marriage supper of the Lamb. We will sit down together at a banquet feast. The table that's already been spread, he says, come, for all things are now ready. But in this pastor, the master has made guests, he has invited guests mm -hmm. to come to this feast that has been elaborately prepared. As a matter of fact, when you read Matthew's account of this supper in chapter 22, Matthew tells us what has been prepared for the feast. The fatted oxen, the firstling of his fruits, the best table had been set. Everything was now ready. Weeks of preparation had gone into this feast. It was not last minute thing. It was not haphazard. It was not thrown together. It was not spur of the moment. Great preparation had gone into this feast. Invitations had been sent, Deacon Furlow. Wedding garments had accompanied the invitations. Yeah. Clothes had accompanied the invitation. Everything was ready. Yeah. And when the servant goes to check on the invitations, everybody who had been invited offered excuses. All right. But they offered trivial excuses with everyday preoccupation. The feast had been prepared. It was not just thrown together. Yeah. It was not a potluck supper. It was not leftovers. It was a feast. The fatted oxen, the best meats, the best fruits, the best vegetables, the best tablecloth, the best dinnerware, the best invitation, gold embossed invitations with their names on it. Not only did the invitation go up, but the, get, the master sent wedding garments accompanied the invitation. Yeah. They didn't have to go look for something to wear. The master sent not only the invitation, but he sent out new clothes too. Yeah. Yeah. Show up because all, all things are ready, he says. But they offered trivial excuses of everyday preoccupation. Everything is ready. Come to the feast. I sent you an invitation. I sent you a wedding garment. This is not McDonald's, y'all. This is not Red Lobster. This is not soul food. This is not leftover. This root Chris, top of the line, rusty, what? The best meats, the best delicacy, everything your heart desires is at the table. Yeah. All you have to do is come and dine. Yeah. But every last one invited offered a trivial excuse using everyday preoccupation. Yeah. One man said, I just bought some land. I need to go look at my property. Another man said, I just bought some oxen to till my fields. I got to go check him, check him out and see how they work what I paid for them. Right. Another man said, I just got married. You already know I ain't coming. Yeah, I got to go see what this marriage thing is all about. All right. They uh, preoccupied themselves with excuses. And let me enlighten you. 
very quickly here. Listen to this little news story. Excuses are really just dignified lies. Excuses are just dignified lies. Yeah. When you offer an excuse, you really lying about it. You could come if you wanted to, but you got something else more pride. You figure more pride that you're placed and where you've been invited to. My brother says, I have only one point of this sermonic presentation. I want you to get this. They did not come because of the land. They did not come because of the oxen. They did not, not come because of the wife. They didn't come to the feast. Why? Because they were not hungry. And until you hunger and thirst after righteousness, you will never be filled. The Bible says, blessed are they who hunger and thirst after righteousness. From my study time, Dr. Jenkins, this is what the Holy Ghost revealed to me at my quiet time. The blessing in the Beatitudes is not righteousness. Righteousness is a byproduct of precondition. The precondition of righteousness is hunger and thirst. Hunger is the blessing. Thirsting is the blessing. And when you get hungry enough and thirsty enough, then the byproduct of the precondition is righteousness. When you were growing up and your parents were really con con conscientious of what they fed you and cared about what you were eating habits, they would not let you eat junk before dinner. You couldn't have candy, potato chips, and popcorn, freeze pops, ice cream, popsicles before dinner. They didn't do that. If your mother and father are really concerned about you, they tell you, don't eat that. It'll kill your appetite. The table is spread with the best delicacies. And you want french fries? You want a happy meal? All right. Turkey and dressing on the table, greens, hot water cornbread, purple hog peas, turnip greens, neck bones, cabbage, peach cobbler, all that is on the table, and you want a Big Mac. <laughs> God has goodness, mercy, kindness, and want a man. God has goodness, mercy, kindness to give you, and you want a man. You want a house. Seek ye first the kingdom of heaven. Check out this, Amy. And these other things will be added unto you. The wrong food will kill your spirit. Please don't eat that. Please don't eat it. Adam, Adam, don't eat that. It will kill your spirit. It will get you thrown out of the garden, Adam. God has got something more for you, Adam. Don't listen to Eve, Adam. Let that woman alone, Adam. Don't eat that. It will kill your spirit. Esau, don't eat that. The blessing is already yours. But you're about to turn over your blessing to Jacob for a pot of stew. Don't eat that, Esau. It will kill your spirit. Samson, don't you eat that. Don't you eat it, Samson. You have been a Nazarite from your mother's womb of birth. You're about to eat honey from a dead lion's carcass. God got something better for you. And you're about to kill your spirit, Samson. Members of New Jerusalem, don't you eat it. Don't you listen to all this mess that's going on TV. Don't you listen to the prophets and the apostles. They got all this stuff going on. They say that's what happened in your life. They will kill your spirit. Get into the word of God. Hunger and thirst is a negative. Hunger and thirst suggest lack. 
need. So if Jesus suggestion to this text, watch this, Peter Johnson, when he's suggesting this text is, come to the kingdom empty. So God can seal you up. Come to the church empty because if you live for the Lord, listen to me, Monday will take it out of you. Tuesday will take it out of you. Wednesday will take it out of you. Your children will take it out of you. Problems will take it out of you. Your bills will take it out of you. Trouble will take it out of you. Circumstances and situations will take it out of you. And by the time you get your Sunday money, you ought to be real empty. That's all good. But before you leave here, if you came in here with the right mindset, or y'all be with me, I woke up with my mind stayed on Jesus this morning. And he will keep us all in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on him. I can't speak to nobody else on the sound of my words this morning. What I have endured and what I went through all week, Dr. Jesus, what I, what I have to go through just to get to church on Sunday morning. I'm not, sometimes I get, I'm not even fit and in a, in, in, in a state of mind to preach. I've been cussing all week, doing under, under my breath, fussing under my breath. Then I got to prepare to deliver God's holy word on Sunday. See, by Tuesday, I've already been impregnated. My spirit has already been impregnated. And once I become impregnated with the world, that's when hell starts to break loose. Because what the devil wants me to do is abort what I've been impregnated with. He wants me to talk and act in ways and eat things and do things to cause me to miscarry or abort that which has been given me. But I've been doing this too long now, Dr. Jesus. I know how to rest in here. I might fuss and complain. I said under my breath, the devil ain't going to hear me. He ain't going to hear me sweat, and he ain't going to see me sweat. Yeah. Sunday morning, we come here. Yeah, sometimes we get tired of doctor's appointments. We get tired of the car breaking down. We get tired of this thing. It ain't one thing, it's another. But you got to focus and keep your eyes on the prize. Paul said, I'm going to forget all those things that are behind me. He said, I'm a kind of that dog that means nothing to me. Paul said, I will press toward the mark of the high calling in Christ Jesus. Paul said, I don't just fight aimlessly. I'm not just shadow boxing. Paul said, I, every punch I throw towards the devil is calculated. I'm doing it because I pray with God first before I do it. Paul said, I'm not just eating anything. He said, I'm dining on the word of God. I got a thirst within myself. He said, I'm hungry and I'm thirsting for righteousness. And because I'm hungry and thirst for righteousness, the scripture said, he will fill me up. Mm -hmm. The trivial presumes. <clears throat> the trivial presumes. You eat the wrong thing, you act the wrong way, it causes you to do the wrong thing. Because the things in this world are, y'all, y'all, are temporary and mundane. If you try to put them in place of one who has, when you try to put mundane and temporary things in place of the one who's filled a vacuum in your life, this is Jesus Christ. And you try to let those things fill your soul instead of him. With something other than the one who filled it, you will always be unsatisfied. The scripture said that they who were invited refused to come. The master said to the servants, go into the streets. Watch me, y'all. Go into the lanes and bring back some crippled people. Bring back the poor, the blind, the lame. The folks who didn't get that gold embossed invitation. Go get them. The people who didn't get a wedding garment, tell them to come because 
all things are ready. The table is set. Mm -hmm. And the servants came back and said, Master, listen to y'all, it's done, but there's still room. There's still some seats available at the feast. I went, I, 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 I got some lame people. I went and I got some blind people like you asked me, Master. I went and got the poor and the brokenhearted. And all of them I had to tell. But there's still some room, Lord. Then I heard Jesus say in New Jerusalem, well, there's some more people out there who need to see the death. Go get you some liars. Go get some people who had a baby before they got married. That's right. Go get somebody who's drunk, who was a drunk. Get somebody who's in recovery right now at a drug program. Get somebody who's been in the penitentiary, an ex-con. I see somebody, y'all got quiet on that, right? You know why y'all got quiet? Because y'all want to be a part of that group. Y'all want to be a part of the people that got the golden boss invitation, right? Because you think you're better than the poor. You think you're better than the lame. You think you're better than the blind. You're better than those who recover. You think you're better than those who are ex-alcoholics. You're better than those who have babies out of wedlock. You're better than those who are divorced. Yes, some divorces are in that sister, Amy. But the Lord says the table is ready. The people at church don't want it. The people who look good refuse it. The people who think they're all that and don't want to be at the table. So go get some people who don't deserve it. <laughs> get some people who know they don't deserve it. Get some people who know they're not worthy. Get some people who, who did not get an invitation. Tell them all things are now ready. Come to the table. I'm so glad that I got my invitation, y'all. Thankful this morning that God included the poor and the lame and the blind and the brokenhearted. I'm so glad he excluded, included ex-drunks. I'm glad he included ex-prostitutes. Divorces are in that crowd. I'm so glad he included liars, crooks, thieves, and adulterers. Because I got a chance now to sit down at the table. Can I get a witness up in here? Is anybody here know that you're not worthy, but the Lord gave you a seat at the table? Oh, y'all ain't talking back to me. I have to preach to myself. If you're hungry, you're not hungry enough. He was. If you're hungry enough, he will satisfy your hungry soul. Yeah. Is there anybody here that know the Lord is bread when you're hungry and water when you're thirsty? Yeah. <laughs> Come all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. My yoke will wear easy and my burden is will be light, y'all. I need somebody on the sound about weak voices, one who know you don't need you don't need an invitation. You know you think you don't deserve an invitation. God have a God has mercy on each and every one of us. He just looked beyond our faults and saw us at our need. He didn't look at your family background. He didn't look at your transcript from college. He didn't look at your strength statement. He didn't look at what house you live in. He didn't even look at what you drove to church in this morning. He just loved you because he just loves us. Is anybody here praising God the Son because you got a seat at the table? Or can I get some old school saints in here? If the Lord has opened some doors for you, help me praise his name this morning. Yeah, help, help me praise his name. Look at somebody and say, I know I don't deserve it. I should have been dead and sleeping in my grave. He has brought me from a mighty, mighty long way. Look at somebody and tell you, you don't know that you don't know like I know what the Lord has done for me. He invited me to sit down at his table, and I wasn't even worthy to be at the table. I got a seat at the table. I said, y'all, I got a seat at the table. Y'all pray to pass the closest thing like I'm supposed to. I'm trying to 
Get up out of here, Dr. Gene. And when I go to heaven, when I go to heaven, Dr. Gene, I remember that I will get a seat at the table. But guess what? Before I get a seat at the table, I got to remember that I got some shoes. You got some shoes. All God's children got some shoes. I got a robe and you got a robe. All God's children got a robe. And when I get to heaven, I'm going to shop all over heaven. But guess what? Hello, devil. Before I go, I'm going to shop all around right here. Because God has been too good for all of us for you to sit and just act like this is not a participator. It's an act of blessing. The devil's alive. You ought to just think back. If you can't think of nothing God has done for you, you ought to have a flashback party right now. And stop thinking about what God has brought you through. And you didn't even ask him to bring you through. That's right. I sit down every now and again, Jesus, and I think about how good God made me. Even when I did not deserve it. Get out of some of the stuff God brought me out of, but He brought me out of it anyway. You know what? Because He's just a God like that. And because He's so good, He's the Holy Child. I heard my brother say, Son, He's bread in a starving land, water in dry pan. He's Mary's baby, the living of the valley, the great and morning star. He's honey and a rock. He's a bone in the deep.
me a favor. Come a little closer to the front, closer together. Let us not be so scared, please.
he would go from judgment hall to judgment hall. And the disciples were scattered. The word says that Peter went, but he followed a way off. All right. He even denied Jesus the Christ. Mm -hmm. And cursed. But Jesus went on to Calvary. And he died, and he became the real Paschal Lamb. No doubt as we do this, we can reflect back on the Old Testament that the Passover, when the lamb would be killed, when the leaven would be taken from the house, would simulate evil. Mm -hmm. But one day, Jesus would die on Calvary and he would be resurrected. And the word says that when he died, the veil was rent. Yes. In other words, which symbolized the curtain that separated the holy place from the most holy place in the tabernacle. Mm -hmm. yes, there would be no need now for the priests to go and plead our case because we now have a mediator, the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Yes, Amen. Amen. yes he died. Yes. The world act like he's still dead. Mm -hmm. yes. But he's not dead. No. He did die. Yes. But he got up. Amen. Amen. We Jews, we are blessed people. Yeah. Yeah. Thank God for what our eyes have seen, our ears have heard today. Amen. 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 Have all hearts and minds are ready? Now and forevermore, and let the church say. Amen. 